Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome into the Monday podcast here on Mason Brew. I'm Anthony Broom, and this one is going to be a little bit of a grab bag and kind of an express podcast as well. I don't want to go too deep into Michigan State and some of the storylines coming out of that game here. We'll do that tomorrow on Brewcast when it's more than just me here. Uh, like I said, this is going to be a little bit of a variety show. Um, there will be no song and dance number. It's not that type of variety show. Uh, but kind of, here's what we're going to do today. Sunday was a somewhat newsy day for it being the day after the Michigan State game. Like I said, if you want to hear my thoughts on the game, you can either wait for tomorrow's show when I'm here with the other guys, or you can listen to the post-game pod. But uh, this is going to be a shorter podcast, a quick little refresher on on the Sunday news to get your week started. So let's jump right into it. So uh, let's start with, um, we'll start with the polls. Uh, Michigan moved up to number 12 in both the APM coaches poll after the win over Michigan State. Uh, You look at some of the team, the rest of the teams in the Big Ten, Ohio State's at number two, Penn State's at number nine. Minnesota slides back to number 11 after losing at Iowa. Like I said, Michigan's at number 12. Wisconsin, uh, excuse me, I can't talk today. Wisconsin is at number 14, and Iowa is at number 19. Uh, Indiana is right on the outside of the top 25. Technically speaking, they would be the 26th team, which obviously that's where Michigan goes this weekend. We'll talk about them in a second. Uh, There was a little bit of movement 
in other spots in the AP poll, namely in the top 10. Um, Georgia and Alabama have swapped spots. Uh, Georgia is now number four. Alabama is number five. Again, I don't know if that's in response to um, Tua. Tua's injury. Tua is obviously done for the year. Kind of feels like Alabama's done for the year, but there still might be a path for them to get in the playoff from here. Uh, Minnesota, after losing, will s- slides back from number seven to number 11. Utah moves into the number seven spot. Oklahoma moves back into the top 10 at number eight after beating Baylor. And Penn State stays at nine. So that's what the polls did. And again, these polls right now don't doesn't really matter a ton because the what's going to decide the big stuff is the college football playoff poll that will come out on Tuesday. I wouldn't think it's going to change all that much uh, other than, like I said, we'll see what uh, happens to Alabama's standing in there. But I would expect that top four to look the way that it has. Uh, outside of that, I think that's it for polls. Again, AP coaches poll this time of year kind of become a little bit irrelevant because everyone's going off of those uh, those um, the playoff poll. But Michigan is at number twelve. They're knocking on the door to the top ten, and and I would have to think, and this is just conspiracy brain me thinking here, thinking out loud. If Michigan beats Indiana. I think they'll find a way to sneak Michigan to the top 10 only to set up, you know, number number two versus number 10 next weekend, whatever it is. Uh, you know, it's just a TV thing. But I do think when you start looking at Michigan's overall body of work since the Wisconsin game, um, it's been impressive. And like I said, we'll talk about some of those things, but um, it really got... Imagine where they'd be right now if they could just... If they just caught a pass at the end of that Penn State game. For everything, for how badly that game started and then how you had to rally back. Listen, I'm not going to dog Ronnie Bell, but you're a miss pass. You're you're a drop pass away right now from still kind of being in the hunt here, which sucks, but like I said, Michigan continues to play the right football at the right time. Uh, Let's talk about this Indiana game really quick. Uh, The odds, the Vegas odds were released on Sunday. Uh, Michigan opens according to Circa Sports, and as I pull this up here, uh, we'll see if the other uh, sports books have weighed in. Uh, but Michigan opens up as a seven-point favorite over uh, Indiana, going to Indiana this weekend, which again, um, not going to be an easy game. Actually, that line is up to eight points in favor of Michigan. Uh, the over/under set at fifty-one and a half. I know S and P Plus and a couple of the other metrics have it being a much closer game. But uh, a lot of those computer projections don't also, um, you know, account for injuries. And, you know, we don't know what's going on with uh, with the quarterback situation at Indiana. But listen, uh, you go back and look at these Indiana games in the past, especially at Michigan. It's one of those things where it's a character tester. It's a test of your wherewithal every year. But Michigan hasn't lost this game since, I think, 1987. They've won 23 in a row. You're 58-9 overall against the Hoosiers. I mean, it's been stressful. Uh, even going back to some of those Richrod, Brady Hoke teams, you look at uh, Michigan's played them. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh's undefeated against them, but you had that 48-41 overtime game at Indiana in 2015, 27-20 overtime game in 2017, 
Yeah, played this. Remember the game with the snow back in 2016 where John O'Corn got the start last year? Um, it was too close for comfort and kind of the the beginning of the, the crossing route bit that has kind of died down on Twitter since then. So you know that you're going to be in for a tough game when you play the Hoosiers. And and I think this is the this is probably one of the better, I mean the best Indiana team we've seen in a while out of them. Offensive, defensively, they're, they're just they're solid there. Uh, I think that they are well coached. Um, this is not going to be a gimme game on Saturday, but uh, I thought this would be a situation where that line gets bet down. But so far, early in the week, a couple sports books weighing in. Michigan opens as a seven point favorite. They're up to a eight point favorite in this game. So we'll see. I mean. Um, I certainly think that Notre Dame is better than Indiana. I think that Iowa is better than Indiana. And and Michigan, for the most part, handled those. I mean, obviously, it was a thorough win over Notre Dame, and and Iowa was what it was. But I think that Michigan should win this game. I I think there is – I'm just making sure I have my facts straight here. I think there's a chance this is the best team that Jim Harbaugh has brought to Bloomington thus far compared to the the two games before but indiana is that much better as well so we'll see what happens there but vegas early on likes the wolverines and it continues to trend in the direction of the wolverines um, or at least early on in this week here let's keep as we continue to go rapid fire here and then i'll take a break and there's one more story that we'll kind of go into a little bit more um let's talk about bull projections here everyone is kind of you know, a lot of you guys I know plan your holidays around where Michigan's going to end up being in their bowl game. If you're going to do some travel, which, uh, you know, is it going to be a warm weather city, which certainly that certainly appears to be the case. Um, it's going to either be Florida or California, which it could could be a heck of a lot worse. Uh, I'll assure you that. So, um, like I said, two regular season games left for the Wolverines. You have an outside shot at 10 wins, a pretty decent shot at 9 wins if you're able to get this game on Saturday against Indiana. Right now, it's postseason picture for everyone is starting to become clear. The, the dust is clearing for a lot of teams. Everyone, you know, teams are at bowl eligibility and beyond to where you can kind of project where things are going to go. Um, right now, uh, of the national outlets, we're kind of seeing... We're seeing two bowls that are mentioned the most here. The Gator Bowl down in Jacksonville on January 2nd, which would be a game against the SEC, or the Holiday Bowl, which would be a game against the Pac-12. Now, the Holiday Bowl uh, Holiday Bowl in San Diego, so uh, San Diego. I lost my train of thought there inside of the Anchorman reference. But uh, the game that we've been seeing most in that Holiday Bowl projection has been Washington. I've seen a few for USC. Like I said, it would be. Int- I don't know if I'm rooting for Washington necessarily. I think that's a winnable game for Michigan, but it's also an. In- it would also be an interesting development, seeing as if you're Michigan, you head out to Washington next year to open the season, and then you'd end this season against them. So it's, you know, do you treat that as a, as an exhibition game, so to speak, or are you selling out for the win and then going into the off season? I- I'm not. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that, especially um, you know, if you have guys that sit out. Are you? Do you want to get guys more run in that game so they know what to expect in this matchup 
if they're on the team next year. It's it would be really fascinating to see that. Uh, Gator Bowl again. It would be an SEC matchup. Uh, and a lot of these projections. Listen, I know it's not sexy, but seeing a lot of Tennessee and Missouri on here, and that's far from sexy. I, I think fans will probably feel like Michigan deserves a better opponent than that. But I mean, to have a shot to play an SEC, like here's the thing with the SEC. So because there's, you know, the playoff kind of throws everything out of whack here. So because there's a chance, a chance that the SEC gets two teams into the playoff, it kind of knocks, both selections work like this. It's not just, um, you know, this, this conference has this tie, this conference has this tie. We're just going to slot these teams here and there. It's almost like a draft kind of, um, you know, j- let's just say, for example, uh, you know, the, the Gator Bowl has a choice between the fourth and fifth SEC team. It's not necessarily the fourth or fifth team. It would be they would have the fourth or fifth choice. So they could kind of manipulate matchups that way. Um, you know, they're, they're, at the end of the day, these are these are schemes to make money, essentially. So they're going to put the best matchup they can on paper. Um, Tennessee, that, that they're even getting bowl projections sent their way right now is is interesting considering the way they started the year uh it's pretty impressive how they've turned things around there but if you're michigan and you have a chance to go play play a missouri team play a tennessee team that you know these these teams you're looking at either six and six seven and five something like that um it's, it's a pretty good shot at a win which is something that you know jim harbaugh hasn't had a bowl win since 2015 uh, one of the other outliers here, uh, we have seen Outback Bowl against Auburn. Um, overall, I, I think if you're a Michigan fan hoping for the best matchup you can get, it's probably the Holiday Bowl uh, against Washington or USC. Yeah, I, I think there's a chance you could draw a bowl game where you play Auburn or Texas A&M. Uh, but again, I think with, with how the playoff thing plays out and, and how – Bowl selection goes. I mean, I think there might be better matchups that they might select for that. So I don't know. Um, projections can be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, I do know this. You're not going to be able to play Florida again. So don't have to worry about the Gators. You can have a break for them for at least a year. And that's kind of going to be how that goes. So that's what the bowl projections are looking like. I think that uh, let me check something really quick here. Yeah, uh, ESPN. I didn't have this in the article. I will update this, uh, so it'll be in there when you. By the time you hear this podcast, but ESPN also dropped its bowl productions. Uh, Mark Mark Schlebaugh, Kyle Bonagura, both saying Holiday Bowl against Washington. So, hey, um, on the outside chance that I'm able to travel uh, for this game, which could happen, I'd prefer San Diego to Florida. Uh, I've heard San Diego is lovely. I've heard Jacksonville is kind of boring. So we'll see what happens. Um, but right now, hey, uh, people have been asking about Rose Bowl as well. Gets a little comp, gets a little more complicated there because that it would include beating Ohio State, and then Ohio State missing the playoff. Um, yeah, that's let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, that's kind of how I feel about that. But Rose Bowl technically kind of still in play. I'm not sure New Year Six is in play. It, it, it's possible, but again, I think any of that stuff is going to depend on getting a win over Ohio State. So uh, right now, you're looking at the Outback Bowl, you're looking at the Gator Bowl, you're looking at the Holiday Bowl. So uh, 
start looking at your flights, start looking at, uh, you know, your dates. It will be after Christmas, so you can uh, hang out, hang out in the Mitten State during the holidays, and then after uh, after you pack up all your Christmas stuff, head out to the new year to either California or Florida, which I'll take it right now, especially when you go look at si- look at the weather outside. So, all right, that was a rapid fire segment. There, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk a little bit of Isaiah Todd here, and then we'll close out the show. So stick around. We'll be back in one minute. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are back here on the Maze and Brew podcast here on a Monday in a little bit of a grab bag episode. Like I said, in the open, we're going to wait to put a bow on Michigan State, look ahead to Indiana until we get through the rest. You know, we get to tomorrow's show. As we move through the rest of the week, hoping to have a couple, I think we have a couple good guests, uh, not to tease anything, lined up for this week and next week. So um, you're definitely going to want to keep your eyes peeled for that. A um, couple big names, something I'm excited for. So that's all I'll say there. Uh, again, we, we talked football in the beginning. I want something that kind of flew under the radar on Sunday. And it's nothing, it's not a new story. Because we knew we had gotten inkling of this earlier la- or late in the week last week. And that's Isaiah Todd. Obviously, Isaiah Todd, as we're moving into Michigan basketball here, before we close out the show, was the guy who it's Juwan Howard's biggest win on the recruiting trail to this point. Um, you know, a five star guy, I believe the 11th or 12th ranked guy in the 2020 class, a legitimate blue chip prospect to shape this rebuild around or or this retooling at Michigan basketball early signing period opened last week. And some people, um, listen, you got your, um, you got, you got your first signing, uh, of the 2020 class in Zeb Jackson. But other than that, uh, still waiting on Isaiah Todd and you're going to continue to wait on Isaiah Todd. You have a week from November th- uh, 13th to the 20th uh, to sign early before the the next period that comes from April to May. And Isaiah Todd's not going to sign. And that was a report that dropped from USA Today last week. And his mother confirmed it on Sunday to uh, 24-7 Sports. So this is from Evan Daniels. He says, Michigan commit and five-star recruit Isaiah Todd doesn't plan on signing early or signing during the early period. His mother, Marlene Venable, tells 24-7 Sports. She noted that Todd is still firmly committed to the Wolverines. Okay. 
we have no reason to not take them at their word here. But that's a little worrisome, isn't it? Doesn't it kind of feel like it's one foot in, one foot out? And I'm not going to dog the kid, and I'm not going to dog the decision. We take him for his word that he's going to come to Michigan. But when you consider... And first of all, it's absolutely probably the right move on his part. All Juwan Howard really has to sell right now is hope. Yeah, they, Michigan has played three basketball games. Bit of mixed bag, but overall pretty good. But you're going to know kind of where this thing is headed by the time that next signing period comes in April. So I think from Isaiah Todd's point of view, I think it's smart to do this. Especially, you know, if there if there is any part of him that is even remotely considering bypassing college and going pro, this is the right move for him. You you got to know kind of what you're signing up for, because there are other elite schools that, I mean, they will continue to recruit him. He's going to have people in his ear. And I I don't fault him at all and his family at all for keeping the door open. I believe him when he says he's ready to play at Michigan, but not ready to sign. I get it. It's a big decision. Anything can happen. And he's a guy where if things don't look great this year under Juwan Howard, he will have no shortage of suitors lining up for him. Especially if he continues, it seems like his stock dipped a little bit, you know, recently in the process uh, before committing to Michigan. But then, you know, in the last few months over the summer, it's kind of starting to pick back up again. It's probably, I don't blame him. Now, from Michigan's point of view, you got to stay on him. You gotta you have to stay on him and, and show that he's not making a mistake by getting by committing to Michigan. Because he's not signed, sealed, and delivered yet. And maybe he's waiting for that next shoe to drop. Maybe he's waiting for a Hunter Dickinson. Maybe he's waiting to see if, you know, a Joshua Christopher decides he wants to come to Michigan. I get that. Because like I said, all that Michigan really had to sell him at the time was hope and, and a pedigree that Joan Howard brings with him to the job. He knows the NBA. He'll get you to the NBA. But if you're Michigan, yeah, you're concerned by this. I mean, it's... To commit when he did and then not sign is is a little bit... I don't want to say fishy. That implies something else is going on. But it's definitely a head scratcher. You know, there there was no rush to make that decision to commit to Michigan. There's no rush to sign now. But there was no rush to make that decision when he did. So if he wasn't going to sign, you know, it makes you wonder what's changed. Again, I don't I don't know the Todds. I don't speak to the Todds. 
if you believe some of the message board stuff, Michigan still believes they had a shot at signing him before this early period ended. I don't know what he needs to see. I mean, it's been, you know, a month to the day as we record this podcast. And that he's not signing part of this class and that he, you know, Zeb Jackson got his in right away. Yeah, I think it's fair to be a little bit concerned there and keep an eye on this. Not necessarily wait for the other shoe to drop, but yeah, this is a little odd. It feels, you know, if it feels weird, it probably is. But we've seen in multiple sports, we've, we've seen weird stuff before. Football, Daxton Hill last year. Commits, decommits, recommits, signs. If you're a player of that caliber, there's why would you sign that early? He could go off these next few months and, you know, be the, the third or fourth best player in the country, and then everyone's coming after him. I think he's betting on himself a little bit. And, and I I believe that that he is sincere in wanting to play for Michigan. Like I said, just just keep an eye on this one. That's all. Howard, his staff, they're going to have to keep working on it. And make sure that your program is heading in the right direction, which I think it is. A lot of work to do, but I think it is. So that's it for me today. A quicker show. um, Less of me than you usually get, which is always good. I want to give you the least amount of me possible. I want to showcase everyone else. But hey, this is where we're at right now. So you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. You can follow the website wherever you follow your your sites, get your content. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're there. Maze and Brew. Maze and Brew Podcast, wherever you get your shows. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Leave a review. Rate us. Leave a, leave a good review. Leave a five-star review. Tweet us your feedback. Tweet us your questions. All that good stuff. So we'll be back tomorrow with a new episode of Brewcast. Like I said before, I'm Anthony Broom. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon.